This episode of Nintendo Podblock is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our Fennial podcast, head over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome to Nintendo Pop Like here on Bosch Rush Games. I'm your host, the Night Excited Enemy. Joining me, of course, is the one, the only, because it's his turn, Mr. Daniel McGar. Hello, good sir. Hey, what's going on, Ed? This is exciting. It's going good. How have you been? How was your weekend? Not too bad. So my dog's been a little sick, so we've been, been doing that, but um means we've been home a lot, so I've been uh, plowing through Breath of the Wild. And I finally beat beat all the beasts, and I'm now fighting Calamity Ganon. Oh, so you're at the end of the game of Breath of the Wild. Yes! Yeah, so uh, right right before we started recording, I was kind of gearing up all the gear getting getting all my bomb arrows and stuff ready doing some cooking so i can survive and then we'll put an end to all the calamity yes are you playing are you uh had you you haven't played hyrule warrior age of calamity haven't you not yet okay are you planning on playing it uh well, that's actually probably a good question. Do you feel it adds to the experience before I switch towards Tears of the Kingdom? Um, not really. I mean, if you're trying to get the full story, uh, I would say it. But I think because you play Breath of the Wild, you can go ahead and jump into Tears of the Kingdom. Um, gotcha. if you want to. Um, might pass. I did uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. I'm not sure. I super love love it. In general, mm-hmm. it seems like one of those like things you play for like 15 minutes and you're like, okay, I got this. But I'll probably try it out eventually just because of getting to be all the different characters and stuff. Yes. So, everybody, it's going to be a mini block this episode. Um, we know that Summer Game Fest has happened. Um, by the time you guys see this, um, Capcom will be getting ready to have theirs. Post and direct we have theirs, but we haven't been able to see those episodes, uh those conferences. So uh next time we come all together for Nintendo Pop Block, we're gonna be talking about those press conferences. Um but we are got a lot of family news to cover, Daniel. So let's jump yeah. into it. Our first story. Um Suda51's Grasshopper Manufacturer teases 25th anniversary announcement. Um, update Grasshopper Direct and Remaster announced. So, um, in a video update, Grasshopper Manufacturer has announced it will be hosting a special anniversary Direct program on June 14th. In addition to this, it is also revealed a Shadows of the Damned Remaster is currently in development and is coming soon. No platforms have been revealed at this stage, but this uh, action-adventure EA published title was originally released on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2011. Um, so, uh, I do own Shadow of the Dam. Uh, it was a game kind of done by Senshi Mikami, uh, Suda51, and another person um, who did it and everything. And it was kind of like a third-person action game. Um, for it. So, uh, but yeah, Grasshopper for anyone who needs to know, um, with Suda 51, they made, uh, No More Heroes, uh, one to two, and he made, uh, Kira seven, um, for, uh, for, um, the GameCube, part of the Capcom five. So, uh, have you played a Suda 51 game uh, or heard of Suda 51, Daniel? I was uh, pulling it up now, and I've pretty I've seen the titles a lot, but I haven't personally played them. Um, are these up your alley? Do you like this 
style? Yes, yes. Because uh, most of his style is like the cell shaded kind of look. Uh, no More Heroes 2, I remember playing on the Wii, uh, being it. And you kind of used the remote, the motion control for your sword thing or to do a suplex and everything. And the, the No More Hero games are kind of like boss rush uh, fighting. Um, there are some action uh, parts to it, like levels that you um, use it then when you have this energy beam and, you know, you play this assassin in this ranking and you go from 12 to uh, 1, trying to be the number 1. Um, and there's just different boss fights. And if you um, lose energy from your energy beam, you kind of got to shake it like this. Um and it's kind of like, oh, 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 wow. Yeah. So, but it's a really great game. Um, if you're interested in looking it up, I say go ahead and give it a look. I think they re-released one or two for Switch. So if you are interested in those games, give them a try. Yeah, but um, this is June 14th for the direct. Do you plan on watching it or anything? Mm-hmm. I- I'm curious now because it looks... A lot like Star Wars meets like Akira or something. <laughs> yeah, it's literally bonkers, but it's so good and it's so cool. Um, but we're going to move on to our next one. Uh, Sonic Superstars includes new character by OG designer Naoto Oshima. One of the highlights at Jeff, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest was the surprise reveal of Sonic uh, Superstars, a new entry in the series blending classic gameplay with 2.5, 2.5D visuals. While we already know Dr. Eggman and Fang will be making a return, it seems the official PR has revealed even more juicy details. In particular, Sonic designer Naoto Oshima will be returning with a new character, so a villain? that Bluebird and his friends will have to face. This detail has got diehard Sonic fans rather excited, as Naoto Oshima is one of the original designers of both Sonic the Hedgehog and Eggman. He also helped pave the way for Sonic's 3D adventures, working on games like the Dreamcast classic Sonic Adventure. In this new venture, Sonic will be joined by Tails, Nuckies, and the classic version of Amy Rose as they travel across new zones located in the beautiful North Star Island. You can get the full rundown in the original announcement post. So, um, uh, Sonic Superstars looks really good. The way that the trailer starts is that he's in his 16 Genesis, uh, uh, bit days, and then he crossed this line and he becomes very modern. And then he goes back to the 16 bit, and then goes back to modern, goes back and forth. And then he goes, Okay, and then continues his new adventure in the modern era. It's it's so cool, it looks so good. One of the highlights of um, the Summer Games Fest. Mm-hmm. So I believe I've actually played the original Dreamcast version. So growing up, I don't know if you had this when you were younger, Ed, but um, they adapted a bunch of Sega games onto PC on this like Sega Smash Pack where you got like this like just random collection of Sega games. And Mm -hmm. Sonic Adventures was one of those games on the pack. So like... Oh, wow. the The fact that they're adding... to it, which I'm sure is probably going to be very different than what I remember playing as a child, is actually pretty exciting. And I, w- I wish I kind of knew more about the Sonic lore to know who they might be introducing. You know? Yeah. I, um, it's going to be very... It's a, he'll probably be... He'll probably have his own like stage and boss fight, and then you fight Eggman at the end and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this game will have four-player co-op. So you will be able to play all the characters or you'll be able to select different characters and everything. Um, It was just announced this week, so we don't have too many details like the music or how many stations it will have. But um, do go check out the trailer from the Summer Games Fest. Um, And yeah, it's it's uh, right now it's literally a must have. For a lot of people, definitely for the Sega community, um, and I don't know if it will be 
part of like of his Sonic Five or anything. Um, but right now, you know, uh, Sonic Superstars is the next game in the uh, Sonic franchise. So we shall see. Yeah, you'll definitely want to check out the trailer for this one because, uh, particularly if you did play that original game, like the graphical updates are just insane. It looks so good. Yeah, really, really good. Well, we're going to move on to our next story. Two Switch games will no longer be available on the eShop. Say goodbye to The Lost Child and God Wars by NIS America. We already seen the 3DS eShop closure wipe out a lot of digital titles earlier this year. And now game publisher NIS America has announced two of its games from the Switch eShop will be disappearing in the coming weeks and months. The first one is the RPG The Lost Child, originally released on the system in 2018. And the other game is God Wars The Complete Legend, a tactical RPG released in the same year. NIS America hasn't provided any reason as to why these games will no longer be available, but sorry about that. But it does mention how it will apply to both the eShop, ooh, excuse me again, everybody, and PSN across both the US and EU regions. Okay, so The Lost Child um, will be ending on June 18th, 2023, and God Wars The Complete Legend will be ending on August 30th, 2023. Um, Natural Doctrine will be ending, and this is for PS3, PS4, um, and everything, on September 29th, and Demon Gates 2 on PS4 and Vita would be ending November 13th of this year. Um, both games are available physically, but might not necessarily be easy to get hold of. If you do go the digital route, God Wars will send you back $39.99 USD or your original equivalent plus their DLC. And the Lost Child is $49.99 and has purchasable DLC. As noted in the as noted in the tweet above that they posted. Uh, for NIS America. The Lost Child will be removed on June 18th and God Wars will be gone by August 30th. Um, and then if you guys go to the Nintendo Life, you can check out the reviews for those games. Uh, how do you feel about that your games taking off a digital market? I think um, as far as like preservation goes, it obviously gets harder if they're not kind of always in the shop. Like with the other shops that have closed, like the 3DS is like eShop is gone. And like now acquiring like any 3DS game is like a $200 endeavor. I think it's just mm-hmm. like scary. Like I personally haven't heard of either of these games, but just the fact that they're just going to vanish and like they're always like the games are available. Like don't emulate them. I feel like stuff like this is kind of like where you might start to lean into people like searching out these things and wanting to emulate them because like you were saying, the physical copies exist, but good luck finding one. So it's like, if you wanted to play it, your, your options continue to shrink. If you're one of the the rare people that happen to have the physical copy or happen to buy it before it decides to disappear. I think it's, I think it's scary, you know? Yeah. I know it's kind of weird because you will you think that a game will stay on a market for a long time or until they close it and stuff. But maybe, you know, definitely with these games, it may be a license agreement or a, a license situation. Um and it's just gonna probably be removed. Now I don't know if it's gonna be happening in Japan too. But for right now, I mean, the U.S. and Europe, we're, we're going to be losing those games. And stuff like this would get people to go and buy them and everything. Um, this would get people to go out and look for the physical copy um, if they know that they were going to be taking off the eShop. Um, I'll probably take a look into both of those um, and see if one of them is up my alley to get. If not, I may just... Pass on them and wish them farewell. It just never had my chance to play them. 
they look like they're probably at least one of them's a pretty cool looking jrpg so mm-hmm. if that's your thing it's probably worth a check in the next nine days before you have to start physical copy hunting exactly and people who got the physical probably gonna try to resell it and bump up the price big time if you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Mm-hmm. Well... Should we move on to our next story? Guess so. All right. Uh, Atlas accidentally reveals two new Persona games, but there's no mention of a Nintendo release. Hmm. There have been rumors for some time now about Atlas releasing even more Persona games, and it seems the company's Western branch has now accidentally revealed not one, but two of them ahead of schedule. Trailers for Persona 3 Reload and Persona 5 Tactica were both shared on the Atlas West Instagram page before being taken down. It looks like they were intended for the Xbox showcase, with the platforms listed as Game Pass, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One and Windows. A separate listing also makes reference to a PlayStation and PC version of the Persona 3 Remake. And they kind of have a trailer up that people could try to watch and everything. If this sounds like a familiar situation, Xbox's showcase in June last year also had exclusive rights to the announcement of Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal, games which all eventually made their way across to other platforms including the Switch. The only difference in this case is that P3R is a remake and the other is a spin-off. But given Persona's history with Nintendo platforms in recent years, there is a chance of these titles getting announced for other systems in the future. Persona 5 Tactica is a strategy title, apparently due out on November 17th, and Persona 3 Reloaded will follow in early 2024. So... Yeah, when it got leaked, everybody was sharing it, uh, posting uh, excitement for this. Definitely when it said that it was coming to Game Pass. And, you know, there's it doesn't look too much like a remake. Um, if you see some of the gameplay ideas, but um, it looks like it, it's kind of bit, it's more a little bit more colorful and redrawn to share like that Persona 5 look to it. Um, I know you haven't played Persona 3, uh, Daniel, but would you ever give this game a try? Yes. So Persona 3 has actually been on my list of games to play because I uh, played 5 not too, too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, obviously. But I think that th- there's just, it feels like there's no way that Nintendo won't figure it out like i feel like it took them a long time to figure out the person like releasing persona 5 on switch and now we have that so maybe it's just one of those things that takes a little longer in this little like i don't know i don't really trust a lot of marketing where it's like oh it leaked it's like it leaked for probably pretty specific reasons to see kind of what shows like ours would be saying about it after the fact so like maybe it's yeah. a little tinfoil hatty, but like like giant companies like that are releasing Persona games are just gonna have like a social media intern accidentally drop the release of two brand new games. Like it just feels like way too convenient. And then like every everybody, including us, are like super excited about it. And then it just so happened to not mention Switch. So that gives us another thing to talk about. So I feel like We'll we'll get it for Switch. I would be very surprised if we don't. If not think, because of this little stunt. <laughs> I think we're waiting for a Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. in order to get one. Because I'm just I I'm kind of excited to see what this Persona 3 remake 
will be, and I wonder if they're going to go with the FES. Uh, Persona 3 FES, or FES, was like an updated version with added content. So I wonder if they if they go in and remake this game, will they have that added content? Mm-hmm. And I think they definitely will. And I think, like, I work at a, a senior living place and uh, am involved with our Facebook. And, like, I have to, like, before anything is posted on our Facebook, it gets run by, like, a few different people. So you have to imagine, like, a video game thing that's, like, specifically targeted for social media people. Like a post isn't just gonna kind of slip out, so I feel like they like slipped it to like build interest. So this like heavily rumored June or July Nintendo Direct that seems to be like phantom floating around. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know too much about what would even be in that direct, so maybe this is just some like like planting the soil of this what this what is going to be in this direct. Since, like, you guys were talking about on the last episode, like, the second half of the year is a bit of a mystery as far as Nintendo things goes after Pikmin 4. Yes, uh, and we're going to have a discussion about that uh, in the show, so everybody get ready for it. But yeah, um, I'm actually glad that these guys got announced or revealed for yeah. xbox uh because i think xbox needs games like this for mm-hmm. their platform um and i think just for us as nintendo fans if we get them or not i think we we got a lot of japanese titles on our platform that we can enjoy so um mm-hmm. let's move on to the next story because daniel I know we did a Nintendo expansion pass about this, but there is a rumor that Universal's closing a big deal with Nintendo for full Zelda Illumination movie. It's going to cost Universal a pretty penny, though. Hmm. The Super Mario Brothers movie was a massive hit at the box office worldwide. So what's the next Nintendo IP fans can expect to see adapted to the big screen? According to film critic Jeff Snyder, Universal and Illumination are supposed to be in the final stages of closing a big deal with Nintendo for a Legend of Zelda animated film. He shared this information on an episode of the Hot Mike podcast. Here's what he said. I don't think what I'm about to say is a huge surprise. I'm told that Universal is in fact closing a big deal with the Nintendo Corporation for the Legend of Zelda. Zelda's looking like the next big Illumination Nintendo franchise, which, again, I think we were all sort of expecting. But, yeah, I'm told that it's happening and it's going to cost Universal a pretty penny because of the success of Super Mario. Nintendo kind of knows it's worth at this point. But, yeah, I'm told that this is now going to be a reality. During the press rounds for the Mario movie, creator Shigeru Miyamoto mentioned on a few occasions how fans could likely expect to see more Nintendo movies from here on out. Referring to Nintendo as a talent agency with plenty of other entertainers. Keep in mind, this Zelda news is just a rumor during the rounds at the moment, so nothing has been officially confirmed at this point. If anything, it seems like there could be another Mario movie first, or at least something else set within the Mario universe. Now, I got a <clears throat> bunch of salt. You know, you know what we said, take this with a grain of salt. I'm doing big bags of salt on this because I believe that the Donkey Kong movie is coming next. That's in the works. And everything. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably get another Mario movie. I don't think there'll be a Zelda movie just yet. Because even Anuma asked the fans if they wanted uh, to see a Zelda gang, they would kind of have to let Nintendo know that there wants to be a Zelda gang. I mean, a Zelda movie. Mm-hmm. I think uh, something I was enjoying ever since that, this news dropped was seeing the tweets about it that were like 
very, very concerned about Illumination doing the movie at all. And like seeing like the broad like view that people were taking where it's like, oh, like it can't be too funny because it's so dark in tone and like the tone of it like it does have a lot of funny stuff in there mixed in with the serious. So I think people are kind of worried that we're going to get like the Legend of Zelda as told by minions or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like so excited and scared at the same time that I'm excited to to see it. But I know that um a lot of people are really nervous about getting a, about getting a Zelda in the tone of the Mario movie. Well, Zelda has always had a mix of fantasy and comedy and action. Yeah. Ooh, sorry about that. And it wouldn't be surprising if you got some Wind Waker thrown in, some uh, Link's Awakening thrown in, or or even some Link to the Past thrown in. Just like style-wise and for comedy and stuff. But then you get like good action from Twilight Princess or even Breath of the Wild and everything. And we could probably get an idea of the story about Link because the, the, one of the things about Link himself, we've never met his parents in any of the games. So mm-hmm. we could get a back, you know, a history about that. Um, we could probably get a history with Zelda herself. Um, probably some history beginning. And uh, one of the biggest mysteries is the Triforce itself. How did it choose Link, Zelda, and Ganon? You know, th- like th- there could be like shenanigans, uh, and comedy beats, but there could also be some great action for it. So I wouldn't be too worried. Definitely with Nintendo. Uh, and Miyamoto making sure that um, this movie is going to be done right. And it's probably going to be a 90-minute movie. So there's a lot to fit in that 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing is that a lot of the the people I see reacting to this stuff are people in that like 25 to like 50-ish age range. Whereas it's likely something that's going to probably be catered to a younger audience. Mm -hmm. So I also wonder about that like age disparity where they're making a movie for 12 year olds, but like all all of us are going to be like watch wanting to see it. So like, I wonder how they'll balance out that like kid tone versus like adult interest balance. Like I we I think we talked before in a previous episode where something like if it mirrored something like Avatar the Last Airbender or something like that. Yes. That that would probably be your tonal match that would sort of make everybody happy. But whether yeah. Illumination can do that or not might be up for debate. But another thing is studios like to expand what they're they're known for. So mm-hmm. they Proved with minions that they could move to Mario, so I don't see why we couldn't have hope that they could go from Mario to to Link and have it be successful and everything we hope and dream it could be. Yeah, and definitely they'll probably be like with the script, they'll be going over things, making sure that the lore and uh, things like connect and make sense. You know, like uh, and be able to mix some some comedy, some relief, um, and maybe we do get a voice for Link and everything. Maybe we do get a actor because I feel like if Link was to speak, he's gonna have a British tone, um, because that's the same thing with Zelda. There's a British accent to her, so I think that would happen mm-hmm. also with Link and everything. Would you want the the voice acting from like Breath of the Wild to be the the same? Would you want it to be the same voices? Actually, yeah, yeah. I think I would for sure. I really like the voice acting in Breath of the Wild. What there is yes. a bit of growth. Like they all yeah. do such a good job. Right, and I think we could. 
I think we could get Ganon in there, and it could be a darker tone Ganon uh, mm-hmm. for it. Now, the voice acting, I don't know on how that would be voice acting. I think they would have to do some test runs uh, for it. But I would definitely love to see a Zelda anime animated movie happen. Now, like I said, you always go the Japanese route and give me a good 90-minute anime, and I would be perfectly fine with it. Oh, yeah. You know? Probably prefer that so. in a lot of in a lot of cases. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we're gonna move on to our next story. Friday the thirteenth, the game license expires this December, will be dis- delisted. Um, but there is a permanent price reduction until then. Uh, publisher Gun Media has released a statement on the future of Friday the thirteenth, the game. The multiplayer horror game, which launched on Switch back in 2019, the game will no longer be available to purchase both physically and digitally from December 31st of 2023, as this is when the Friday the 13th license expires. On December 31st, the game will be removed from storefronts on all platforms and can no longer be purchased. Because of this, Gun Media has decided to permanently reduce the game's price to $4.99 and all DLC will be priced at $0.99 apiece. At the time of this writing, the Switch's Ultimate Stash Edition is listed for $19.99 on the eShop. So, if you own the game, you'll still be able to play it until up until at least December 31st of 2024. But you only got just six... but you only got just over six months to pick it up if you're interested. And then they actually released a statement. The time has come. Our license for Friday the 13th will expire on December 31st, 2023. On that date, Friday the 13th, the game will no longer be available for sale, both physically and digitally. The game will, however, continue to function through at least December 31st, 2024, if you already own it. Um... We would like to thank our community for the dedication they've shown to Friday the 13th, the game, and Gun Interactive as a whole. And we are happy the game will live on a while longer and continues to be enjoyed by anyone owning the game already. Uh, Friday the 13th, the game had faced issues with licensing before, as back in November 2020, the game's servers were pulled offline, meaning players couldn't only join groups via peer-to-peer matches. Um, Nintendo Life highly praised the game and gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, so, that's kind of sad. I think with games like this, it even like Dead by, uh, Dead by Daylight and her thing, there is always kind of worrisome when a license is used for this style of game. You know, you you put all this money in, you get all of this, this DLC and cosmetics only for the game to become unplayable. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm a pretty lightweight when it comes to horror things, but again, every time something is pulled, we we lose. <laughs> In a lot of respects, because it's it's one less game available, and like yes, like, like losing that IP is just the whole dev team likely put their heart and soul into this, and looking at it, it looks like it's probably pretty amazing for like the horror fans out there, and now it's it's not existing because of money. And that's it's always sad. Yeah, I, I know um that the series itself been having troubles of who does it belong to and uh this game got pulled into those that ropes because I think it's still a it's I think the license thing is still in court of who owns who has the rights to the Friday the thirteenth franchise. Uh, so that's why you haven't like really seen um, any movies or stuff like that um, lately uh, from the series. So, well, Daniel, we got one more story. And this is big, so uh, I could just hear our 
Wash Rush uh, writer Lamont Reed. Uh, just jumping for joy with this one. TMNT Shredder's Revenge lands new character, Gamo, and more in upcoming DLC. Get ready for Dimension Shellshock. Dotemu uh, and Tribute Games have, uh, or .mu, sorry about that, and Tribute Games have today announced that last year's Bring and Beat em Up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is set to receive a whole new batch of total, totally tubular goodies in the upcoming Dimensions Shellshock DLC. Releasing later this year, the game's first complete DLC package is set to be a big one. Chief among the additions is a brand new playable character, Usagi Yojimbo, traditionally called Miyamoto Usagi. A sword-building rabbit that has fought alongside the turtles in both the comics and the animated series. The above... Um, this uh, the trailer that they put out shows the fresh fighter leaping through portals in a sign of the DLCs under big feature, a new game mode. We don't have a lot of details about this edition just yet, apart from the fact that there will be a new style of, inter- of interdimensional battles for the turtles to tackle. On top of these big hitters, Dimension Shellshock will also add alternative color schemes for all of the playable characters, including some retro-inspired looks that we caught a peek of in a trailer, and a fresh batch of original music from the soundtrack's composer, T. Lopes. And then, if you guys go to Nintendo Life and you check out the story, you can see uh, some more of the gameplay and some stills of action. Uh, .emu and Tribute Games have also announced that a second free update is planned outside of this DLC, which will add even more color options in the future. This is a lot to get excited about, we know, and while we don't want to bring it all back down to earth with too large of a thud, it is worth pointing out that we still don't have a secure release date for this one just yet outside of later this year. That being said, we do understand that there are more details to come. So hold on to your shells, folks. Daniel, you haven't played this one, correct? No, I have not. But uh, them adding Usagi to it as a mm-hmm. comics fan is something that I definitely would push me to do it. I know multiple different podcasts and things that, that I've been on. Everyone's always like, play every Ninja Turtle game that's ever existed. And so... This just makes me want to play more, but it, for whatever reason, it just keeps falling down the the my backlog of like getting around to the Ninja Turtle games. But did you get the there. TM? Did you get ever get the Konami TMT collection that came on on Switch? Not yet. Nope. Okay. I've, I've been slacking. Not yeah, that is. Time. Yeah, that is like the ultimate because uh, you has. Um, the three turtle games on NES. Um, it has uh, tournament fighters from Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Um, it has uh, Turtles at Time, the Super Nintendo version, and then it has the two arcade games and then the Game Boy games on there. So, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of turtle stuff. Um, yeah. This is very exciting because it's literally been a year since that game has been released. Um, I know that we at uh, Boss Rush, uh, when it came out on a Friday, um, we all picked it up and uh, got to play a little bit on the weekend and everything. So um, I know people been wanting Casey Jones and they got Casey Jones and no one was expecting any of the DLC. So kind of like... After the game came out, they kind of went dark and started working on this DLC. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, uh, Dimension Shellshock is the new DLC coming out later this year. So if you guys can check it out. And that's yeah, going to be it for Family News. Oh, yeah, it looks really good. And they do have a trailer out for people to go check out. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Daniel, it's been a while since we actually got to have 
uh, topic discussion for Power Block. And I kind of want to ask you, in a sense, um, sorry about that. Uh, I kind of want to ask you, what do you think the fall is going to look like for video games? Um, right For right now, just to let everybody know, we don't know what Nintendo themselves are doing. Um, but with Summer Games Fest coming out, we know uh, that we're getting Spider-Man 2, October 20th. We're getting Alan Wake, October 17th. And then uh, I believe Mortal Kombat is September 19th. Um, but uh, how do you think the fall for gaming is going to be? It feels like it's such a big mystery because we've gotten, like, we got Legend of Zelda already. Mm-hmm. Seems like with the Switch lifespan slowly and sl- confusingly slowly wear like wearing itself down we've gotten a lot of the big title nintendo things already so we had fire emblem show up pikmin 4s in the pipeline already that we know about tears of the kingdom it's hard to imagine a mainline mario thing coming up other than uh the dlc i think is for mario kart 8 mm-hmm Feels like that's coming out. And I feel like I saw some details on that uh, the other day saying it was like a Mario vs. Luigi type DLC. I don't know if you saw that story. No, not not yet. So, Ooh, me. other than Mario Kart 8 DLC, and um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of Metroid Prime. You guys did a expansion pass on that not too long mm-hmm. ago. And I kind of think that it they'll be sh- maybe shadow dropping Metroid Prime 2. I could see them doing that. You think they will bring Metroid Prime 2 this year? Possibly. I guess it depends on how aggressive they're being with like the timeline. Mhm. But, but I could kind of see it. Like like dropping the breadcrumbs and then if they did want to go to the cross generation and and give us that Metroid Prime Four kind of idea on the new console, I could I could kind of see it going either way. But I feel like since they shadow dropped Part One, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime Remaster, and that went like phenomenally well to the point where it might be like Game of the Year. Like it just seems that like keep the good vibes flowing particularly where there's not like a big tentpole kind of thing that's obviously on the docket uh-huh i feel like i could see it like and, it okay and what do you think because like people feel like we're going to be eating good on the rpg front uh for the other consoles uh, outside of Nintendo. Like, how do you feel about that? And more RPGs is never bad. <laughs> That's for sure. And um, kind of spread it around. Like, we were talking about Persona earlier being on Xbox. Like, Xbox and PlayStation feel like they deserve some nice RPGs too. Like, Switch Switch RPG fans have been more than fed to the point of like having like a tummy ache based on how many amazing Switch RPGs that we have. That if they if they want to spread the love around a little, they can. Mm-hmm. Just as long as they make them so they can be ported into Switch later, no problem at all. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh... In August, uh, we had Sea of Stars on August 29th. And um, some of the games we still don't know about uh, was Benicados 1 and 2 HD Remaster, uh, Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time, Professor Lady in the New World Order of Steam, 
And then Mario Kart 8 Wave 4 New Course, uh, but that already came out. That that one did get revealed. Uh, Deca Police 2002, uh, well, Deca Police by Level 5. Um, Ghost Trick Fetal Detective, which that's will be shown in Capcom's uh, showcase. Uh, Fashion Dreamer and Somebody Amigo Party Central. Uh, but yeah, like literally at the Sea of Stars on August 29th, we don't know what's coming in September for Switch. Mm-hmm. So, what would you like to see come in the fall? What would I Switch? like to see? Yes. It feels so like greedy. <laughs> it's because we've gotten so much, just more. Um, like unrealistically, mm-hmm. like more Fire Emblem would be great. Obviously, yeah. I doubt it. Really, really doubt it. And I feel like I don't want it because I feel like if it'd be rushed. But um, more Fire Emblem. Maybe I don't know. What What are you thinking? You know, I'm definitely thinking. Uh a date for um, Ghost Trick is one of my favorites. I can't, uh, hopefully that would drop. I kind of would love to uh, see a sports game like NBA Jam or NFL Blitz. I actually would love, and this is going to be funny, everybody. I actually would love to see Double Dribble by Konami make a return and new graphics. And be on Switch. Uh, and then I would like uh, Kobe Tecmo to do a new version of Tecmo Bowl on it. Uh, I also would love Konami to drop a arcade collection. Because they have original IP arcade games that have never been on any console. Not even PC. You only can find them on the arcade. So I would love a Konami Arcade Classics Volume 1 on there mm-hmm. when when you were saying sports my brain immediately went back to the gamecube like like nba street or nfl street yes <laughs> either like just port them in like the originals or give us like updated ones with whoever the players are now like those games were always such a blast to play even though i'm not like a crazy sports fan those mm-hmm. games are always so fun. And particularly now with like all the graphical upgrades, I feel like you could do some really funny stuff. Yes. Uh, definitely. So I've been talking about uh, Konami releasing Snatcher on Switch uh, and then announcing that Snatcher 2 is also coming to the next generation or uh, sometime in the future to a Nintendo platform. Like I I want to play Snatcher so bad, so I could see them releasing something, uh, whether we pay for it or anything. Uh, I could see that happening, and we're not even included in this old stuff, everybody. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, if they do something on NSO, it's gonna be the Sega Genesis stuff, and maybe uh this uh Game Boy events. Cause I think. With the new stuff that they released it, um, I believe it was Super Nintendo, uh, the Game Boy, and the NES. I don't think Super Nintendo... Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis didn't get anything uh, for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just saying Sega Genesis NSO is very, very exciting to me. Yeah, so, uh, but that would be something I would want. Definitely, I think, personally, I think I need Soul Calibur 2 HD for oh, Switch. that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, because, <laughs> like, Switch won't have any fighting games this year besides Mortal Kombat 1. Mm-hmm. And That's actually a good point. Yeah, and like, yeah, I know Street Fighter Six is doing great with its numbers, but I, I'm going. I'm rooting for a Tekken Eight. 
Uh, I signed up for a closed beta uh, for my Series X, so hopefully I get in and I can uh, play it. But I think Switch needs a new fighting game outside of Mortal Kombat 1. And I, I feel like Soul Calibur 2 HD would do the game justice. And just to have Link in there, and then you can even have Link's outfit from Breath of the Wild in there. Yeah, I was actually just thinking Soul Calibur uh, with your Tears of the Kingdom DLC where you get additional characters would be so freaking cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, that would be so just... Just to be able to whip tail again. 60 frames per second. Online matches. Like, it... Bandai Neko would make so much money from it. And if they only if they only charge if they still charge 60, that's fine. But if they did like a price point of $40, heck yeah, I'm there for it. Mm-hmm. I've never been a big Mortal Kombat fan, but I've always loved mm-hmm. Soul Calibur. So I think you're right. We just need another another option on the Switch. Uh what final game would you go for? I don't know if it was a Soul Calibur. Any other ones? I guess I'd probably lean Mortal Kombat just because of kind of the legacy of it. And I used to, growing up, me and my brother would play a ton. So I guess I'd probably default to that. But I'd want to be playing Soul Calibur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are there any kind of like old school RPGs that you would like to hit Switch? Ah, man, they've done so many. Um, having recently played some of Soul Blazer, it'd be cool. <gasps> We've been talking about Soul Blazer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for those that know Soul Blazer, it's super, super fun. And you're a main character who has to, like, rebir- like rebuild the entire world by killing monsters. And, like, repot like, you... So you, basically you kill a set of monsters and like it brings back the blacksmith shop or you kill a bunch of monsters or a boss and it brings back the church or different things. So that would be a cool one to see. Uh, I know you're a big fan of the the Trials of Mana and different games like yes. that, right? Yes. Like some nice upgrades to that would be pretty cool. There's just a bunch. But they've already get, like done so many that it's like, I feel like I could say a few other titles, but they're probably already there, and I just haven't even had the time to get to them yet. Right, because I know Square Enix themselves, like with their like little games and stuff, has like tremendously slowed down for Switch, and the, the, I know the biggest one that we're waiting for is Dragon Quest Twelve. Mm-hmm. And everything, um, but like some of their like smaller kind of RPGs we haven't seen anymore at the Octopath Traveler 2. Yep. Uh, porting in Bravely Default, the first one. Yes! Would be cool. Bravely Default 3 would be cool <laughs> if they want to give us the next next game of that. Bravely Default 2 is one of the best like newer RPGs for Switch that I've played that I've really enjoyed. So getting... Yeah, that did- that demo was a bit hard. <laughs> oh, that game is so brutal. Like, you have to, like, love RPGs and, like, hate yourself just a little because that game is so hard and it's so long. And um, I don't know if you've how much you've played it, but um, there's a job system that, like, punishes you if you don't adapt to it. So, like, as you go through the game, as you beat the bosses, the boss, each boss has a job, and the job, a lot like Final Fantasy Tactics, but um, the job, your characters can learn that job after. But, like, certain jobs are more valuable than others. So, like, if you grind Mm -hmm. up, like, your priest job, that might be totally useless to you for a certain boss. So you'll have to go back, reassign the job, grind up that new job, just have any chance at beating a boss. And a lot of people absolutely hate it for that reason. But it is so fun. But it's 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 painful at times. But I would love yes. to see the third one of that. 
Yeah, to- just tone down the difficulty uh, yeah. <laughs> in our day. I-, I would definitely be with that. I kind of would love Chrono Trigger, a, a remake of Chrono Trigger to come to Switch. A new animation, just a new look. Um, and also that Secret of Mana remake that they did for PS3. I would love for that to come to Switch and everything. Mm-hmm. Just, and, and the reason why I feel like I... I I definitely want it because of the the way that the game was originally for the Super Nintendo PlayStation. Um, there were there were parts that were blocked off because there was supposed to be some uh, cutscenes, and you didn't get all the orbs for your weapon to be at the final level. So I think with with a with that remake, I think they fixed all of that. And so I would love to be able to get all of those weapons and uh, re-beat, not re-beat, but um, conquer the remake, finish the remake. That's what I would love to have. Mm -hmm. I know a ton of um, other people that would want that too. Yes. Um, We know that Nintendo is going to be at Gamescom this year. Uh, So I'm expecting a Nintendo Direct. We may see um, some new games. Um, But yeah, at this point in time, we don't literally after um, literally after uh, Pikmin in July, we got five months of unknown first party games or any games for switch you know we got everybody wants to switch thrown at us i don't know where but we, we if they don't have anything planned for the fall this year i think we would be fine as long as we get 80s and third party stuff i think we would be fine uh because they gave us a lot and they're probably waiting for 2024 to reveal some more. Um, because like this holiday season, or I should say this fall, really, it's it's not gonna be a battle, so to say, but I think Microsoft and Sony really need this time to get a lot of games out for their respectable platforms. Mm-hmm. And just really get people more hype for the games that has come to those systems of choice and stuff. Because Microsoft needs a huge win and Sony needs some more games out. What, what this is, I guess, maybe hard to answer, but just off the top of your head, what could Nintendo drop in a direct that would just overshadow? So we're kind of feeling that it's sort of a quieter oh, this is easy. time for Nintendo. What would be something to overshadow Xbox and Sony again? Like Probably before they Paper Mario, Paper Mario, a thousand year door HD. You think so? That's... You think that would be enough to eclipse whatever Sony or Xbox could announce? If you do that game with a digital release shadow drop and then physical coming out later, that will shut it down that'll people kill it. will get that people will get to talking and, and like i'm i'm do i'm literally being serious like people will also people would double dip oh but you i bet you let me look on best buy and make sure that i get my pre-order in before that mug say sold out mm-hmm Everybody's been wanting Paper Mario a thousand year door. So to give it an HD treatment and put it out on Switch, sorry Twilight Princess, sorry Wind Waker, sorry Xenoblade Chronicles X, but you drop Paper Mario a thousand year door, oh, that's going to have people talking. It's like one of those things where it's like, is it quiet because they're about to like knock our socks off? <laughs> Probably, cause they could they could do digital, and if they be like, well, we're gonna put the physical out the day Starfield comes out. Mm-hmm. Stolen, all the hype gone. 
hype hype gone. I mean, people will be playing it Starfield on probably Game Pass. But if people want to be in, if Best Buy want their customers to come in stores, I'm just using Best Buy because that's where I shop at, or Target to be in their stores, people are going to be going in and seeing getting Paper Mario because that's all people are going to be posting. People who've been worrying, worry, uh, not worrying, uh, wondering about this game and why people love it they will finally be able to experience it and why it's so funny and, you know, and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to do about, I would say, three million. It would hit three million. And Physical. we didn't, uh, the one thing we didn't need, that's we haven't really mentioned as far as Direct goes is whatever the next Pokemon game is. Like, is there a chance for, like, a Pokemon Legends for either the later half of this year or early next year. Like do so, you think that's in the pipeline? No. Cause you don't I think, think so. no. Cause I think uh the Pokemon company still needs to do some updates for uh Scarlet Invited. And with Game Freak working on a different game, I think they're giving Pokemon a rest until next year. I think we'll actually get a New game next year. Next year. Okay. Yeah. I don't, we don't, we don't, like next year. just because I feel like they've been trying to do the one, one game a year yeah. thing. And, and they really, that. and they really don't need it because Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is not that bad. It has some technical issues, but it's not really that bad. And people did finish it. So I think giving that game a rest. So, Game Freak can make a different game. The Pokemon Company could fix on Scarlet and Violet. I think it's okay for them to have a rest. They don't need a new Pokemon game out at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, She's I think fair. right, yeah, I think right now, uh, like, I think Nintendo is secretly working with Platinum Games. I think they're working with Bandai Namco uh, to make some new games. And I, because right now, I don't know what Platinum has planned yet, but I could probably see Nintendo announcing at least Astro Chain 2 for next year. Ooh, that'd be cool. And stuff, you know, that would be something to help keep the Switch momentum going and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, any other thoughts? Uh, um, one yeah. just one other one. It would be cool if they gave us uh, how they gave us Dragon Quest one through three Switch port. It'd be cool to get the rest, <sighs> like either like a collection or like yeah. kind of like they did like the Final Fantasy Remaster collection. Like it'd be cool to get like a Dragon Quest version of that. Particularly well, I know with- we got. I know we got Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, those mobile editions. Um, But we need 4, 5, 6, and 7. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, and 9. Because uh, the ones that Nintendo published for the uh, 3DS, or I think it's the DS, probably. I think it's the DS. Um, Those need to come back. Those probably can be ported. I've never got to play seven and mm-hmm. I know it was on PlayStation. So I think they could fix that one out and bring it on for switch. Yeah. And I, th- I think there's a, I think, is it four that some of them aren't even like dubbed into English? Is it four? There's a couple I, that I don't think have even gotten over here to the U S I think so. I but a collection um, of that one. And I want Yeah, Dragon Quest 8 is on Switch, right? Oh, okay. No, so Dragon... Yeah, so 8 and 9 is not on Switch. Uh, but it, it could come over because Nintendo published Dragon Quest 9 exclusively. Mm-hmm. So... I could see a Dragon Quest collection happening. I can see them re-releasing the original versions of 1 to 3. It was Dragon Warrior here in America, everybody, but they changed the name officially to Dragon Quest. So they could release 
two volumes. Give us Dragon Quest 1 to 4. And then for the second volume, give us 5 to 9. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You know. Because I would be down for And Dragon Quest 8 is so good. It is mm-hmm. really... It, it, you lose the plot halfway through, but it gets even bigger. And I, I kind of, re, I kind of had to stick with the game and, and grind and stuff. And that's the one thing for, I hope if they ever do the Dragon Quest game, please fix the grinding. Cause it takes so long to get through, uh, so with that. I'm playing Dragon Quest eight right now on mobile on my phone. <gasps> How are you hard. liking it? I love the game, but th- playing it on mobile just stinks so hard. Like it's so difficult because uh, it's not you're not looking at it in landscape; you're looking at it in profile. So like, yeah, like you have your phone and you're like having to play like this, and you have like a two inch screen, and the rest of it is the, like your your D pad essentially. So like, it is not; it is rough. But I'm loving the yeah. game so much. I'm like, like forcing myself to go through it. So, like a switch port for that would be amazing. Cause uh, and yeah. Dragon Quest Five is one of my favorite games ever. So, and I never, I, I think they did bring Five to DS. Yep, Five was on DS. Okay, cause I I, I own it and I never got to finish it. Dragon Quest Eight they brought to 3DS. That's why. It needs to be on Switch. Yeah. It needs to be on Switch. Like you said, the whole Dragon Quest series needs to be on Switch. Mm -hmm. Or uh, one other very unrealistic request for a future Direct, uh, Nintendo 3DS Online. (laughs) I can see it. You want to talk about... Stealing the thunder of Xbox and Sony announced that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see. I, I can see that happening. That would be so uh, amazing. Yeah. So well, amazing. everybody, that's going to be it for this episode of Nintendo Power Black. Like I said, just a good old mini black. Thank you. Daniel, thank you for joining me for this episode. We're going to be back, everybody, in full force with a big show to talk about a lot of games. Uh, we'll be back with Snacktendo, uh, playing with Power. We'll be back with all of that when we all come together. Everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Woohoo! Bye, everybody. Bye. Nintendo Power Block is a product of Boss Rush Media. LLC and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. The show is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-hosts are Corey Derrick and Cordy Yikes. You can find Corey at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. You can find Cordy at Cordy underscore Yikes on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find me at that Retrico on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Nintendo Powerblock on all social media platforms at Powerblock Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network, Discord, and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Visit BossRush.net for more great content and Patreon.com slash BossRushMedia to learn how you can support this show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.